welcome to another episode of Gorilla Brain. Today we're going to be going through the legacy of the Halloween franchise. So we're going to kick it off. Sean's here to assist with this legacy of Halloween. I am. And we're going to kick it off with the original 1978 Halloween. So it's 1978. Little Mikey Myers gets out, kills his sister, goes in a mental institution for about 15 years, comes out and goes on a murdering rampage, killing off babysitters and all that stuff. Then we meet young Laurie Strode, happy-go-lucky, shy, uh, worried about her boyfriend, uh, or no, no, the date to the dance. What's his name? Uh, Ben, Ben Tramer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that later. Um, he appears in the second one. Uh, we'll go into that later. And, uh, so Mikey gets out and that's pretty much it. It's just a murderous rampage, a good time. Uh, John Carpenter's, I would say his masterpiece. One of. One of. But what what else would it be? I would say The Thing would be the only thing close to that level of goodness. Uh, certain little films starring Kurt Russell. Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, obviously. He made the greatest film on Earth. It's why he doesn't have to work anymore. Right, right, right. But that's not a horror film. I mean, yeah. horror-wise. You know, like, he did The Fall. Horror-wise? Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah, that'd be tough. But, but, I mean, holding, but holding it up to a Halloween level. Yeah, I'd say Halloween probably is his, his masterpiece in, in horror regards because it's you know, pretty much a flawless slasher. It basically invented the slasher genre, really. Mm, it started a snowball effect is what it did because a lot of things would spawn out of this. Hence oh, your, yeah. your Friday the 13th. Hence your Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, all the iconics, you know, Child's Play, you know, all this would spawn out of a guy in a William Shatner mask turned inside out and spray painted white, killing all babysitters. It's actually quite phenomenal if you think about it, because it's so basic. Their budget was so low, they had no choice but to do these things, and it was just really cool. It, I think it helped work for it, though. I think keeping it basic and not too insane really just helped make Halloween a little bit you know, the horror aspects a little bit more because it's not over the top. It's very simple, you know, almost believable. Right. And there's nothing really. Uh, and I think what helps to uh, helps it is that it has that like Hitchcock effect where it's like it's based in reality. It's not like a supernatural Freddy Krueger or a Jason Voorhees that keeps coming back from the grave with lightning hitting his grave with a, with a rod sticking in him. You know what I mean? Like it has that reality base to it. Until you get until you get to the sequels, and then it becomes a little bit more uh, uh, supernaturally. Oh, it it becomes something. Oh, it, it becomes a lot of magic, is what it becomes. But um, yeah, the Halloween movie was actually filmed in what twenty twenty six days, twenty eight days. I want to say twenty eight days. It was filmed, and it had a severely low budget. So you know they really had to go. What would have been uh, groundbreaking for them and what they did was old school to us. And they kept it low budget and they made it work. There's a reason we're still talking about it 40 years later. It's the reason that we still compare it to pretty much any horror movie that would come out today. 
in, in like the slasher genre, not like paranormal activity or anything, you know, you know, like that. But slasher wise, everything is compared to Halloween. Bottom line. Uh, Halloween just had that, it had a really good pacing to it. Uh, it had characters that you really, you really fell in love with Laurie. Uh, even some of her douche, douchebag friends that got off, you know, you were, you were liking them for a minute. Uh, sympathetic characters. That's what I meant. Uh, you cared about the kids, you know, that she was babysitting, you know, you, you really started to feel for these people. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to do that in a horror movie, but it, it kind of pulled it off. Really solid film. I agree. And it was so solid, in fact, it spawned a sequel in 1981. This is John Carpenter's return to the, the Halloween franchise, another Michael Myers film, a sequel to the original Halloween. Uh, not, it, <laughs> I recently watched this movie. And as a kid, it's really awesome. Right. He's in the he's in the hospital and, you know, he's off killing people, nurses and all that. But then as you watch it as an adult, you really start to pick apart this movie and it becomes an, a downright comedy. And a very slow one at that, whereas the pacing for the first one fit and was really good. Mm. I often find myself in between kills kind of bored on this one, honestly, at least for me anyway. Um, there's so there's nothing like Lori's not really a big part. No, not she's really. Much high the entire film. Yeah, she's doped up and knotted out in the bedroom more than half the movie. And then you're kind of going from like when you're not with uh Doctor Loomis and the uh, other person can't think of their name, but uh you're just kind of with like these random victims that you just you don't even care about. They're so just flat in this one. No, you don't even remember their names. No, their names are uh killed in hot tub nice boobs uh rent a cop <laughs> like they don't really have names so. not really and the sad thing is it's kind of one of the better sequels and i've watched this about a week ago and i still and i still don't remember the names no and and it had a creepy uh what was it ben tramer's brother because remember i had i had brought up ben tramer uh, a couple minutes ago. And what I wanted to say about Ben Tramer was, is that he was in the Halloween sequel because when um, the police, ra- this is another one of the comedic parts. The cop car comes speeding down a street where kids are trick or treating rams into this Michael Myers looking kid. Okay. And the car explodes. And then that body is lit on fire. Okay. And then you would come to find out later, oh, and by the way, they just left the scene of a crime. They they left the scene of a murder <laughs> to go and find Michael Myers. They left the body just burning there, by the way. That, kind of, nobody liked that guy, so it really wasn't a big deal. They left the burning body in front of children that were trick-or-treating. <laughs> well, dude, in Haddonfield, that's just another day. Um, But... <laughs> But I bring up Ben Tramer because Ben Tramer, it's later revealed in the, in the second part when they said they found, you know, through his dental records that the kid that was hit was Ben Tramer. So I guess, I guess Lori's out of a date for the dance. Yeah. Yeah. That's going. But, uh, I, I think that the paramedic guy is pretty interested. The paramedic, the, the younger paramedic, I think was Ben Tramer's brother. So how creepy is that, dude? You're picking up one of your dead brother's leftovers. Uh, hey man, we all need a plan B in life. 
<laughs> but, uh, so, th- I mean, this story was really just, you know, basic run around the hospital killing people. I mean, there was nothing really too groundbreaking about it. It was a good sequel. Um, it was, it was a lot better when I was a kid. I remember it being the tits when I was a kid. But then now, I, that's what you remembered is the tits. Yeah. Yeah. She did have, the hot tub. She did have superfluous tits. She did. The hot tub scene is literally the best part of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the the rest is fairly forgettable. And thankfully, in the small, small town of Haddonfield, where I'm guessing the population population's like 400, the, the hospital's actually pretty empty and extremely poor lit. They're all, it's all, all the hallways are dark. Mm-hmm. I, I guess budget cuts. There's one. Uh, there's know. there's one doctor working in the entire hospital, and there's like what uh, four nurses. I uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, and the one uh, is a maintenance guy or two. No, no, he was. Was he a maintenance guy? No, no, no. He was the rent a cop. He was the fat uh, Farva looking motherfucker. Huh. I thought it was. I thought it was maintenance. Wow. <clears throat> Who died in a very hilarious way, too? By the way. He goes into the storage closet, right? And it, it does the classic, you know, close the door and there's the killer behind the, the door. But the funny thing is, is that Michael is flat back against the wall. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why is he flat against the wall? He could have just stood behind the door. The door was wide enough that he could have just stood there and the guy wouldn't have saw him. But no, he's flat back against the wall and he turns to kill the fat Renicop. Uh, I think he just liked that spot a little better. Uh, and I don't mean to pick on Halloween too, but it, just some of the dumb shit. Like um, the uh, in the beginning when he's going like door to door killing people and there's that girl, um, he like springboards up. It's almost like he jumped on a trampoline, <laughs> bounced up to kill this girl. It, it was just the dumbest thing. That and I think the uh, the hair, the hair on the mask color changed. For that scene. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, I think it was that one. I know it does in one of the later sequels, too. And then uh, another thing that's forgotten is um, there, there's babies in that nursery, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's babies in the nursery, and they're, they're, you know, blowing up oxygen tanks and all kinds of crazy shit. What about the babies? All the nurses are dead. You know them babies are hungry. They ain't... Uh... Are they sleeping through the whole night? I don't uh, know. They probably died. Because, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's nobody in the hospital, so most of those babies don't even have parents. Maybe that's the... Yeah, opening. like, yeah, I mean, like, where are the parents that just gave birth? Did they just clock out and go home? You know, uh, yeah. just spit that baby right out, and then, all right, I'm out. Take care of my baby. I'll be back in a couple of days. Yeah, that's, that's how they do it, man. They'll, they all just, you know, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. You got the one nurse that takes care of them, so not a problem. Well, I mean, there was only like four babies, but still, you know, where are the parents? <laughs> where is anybody? I know. You don't, you never, you see like almost nobody. I've been to hospitals even at that time at night, and none of them are that damn quiet or and, dark. And Michael, oh, God, oh, jeez. And here I go picking on Halloween too again, because like I said, it's it's a fucking comedy. Watch it. Don't go into it watching it as a horror film. Seriously. Go into it like you're watching a fucking Benny Hill. You know, just play the music. You do that. 
because that's what this movie is. Okay, especially in the very beginning scene, you know how they recap the first one? They show like the last like yeah. minute, minute and a half, two minutes of the uh, the first one, and they reshot uh, Michael falling out of that uh, out of the uh, the window and off the balcony. And in the first one, at the very end, you know, she looks down and all she sees is the grass. The grass is flat, right? There's nothing there, you know. There's not even any glass, by the way. Um, but in the second one, when they recut it and reshot it, if you, <laughs> it's, it's a fucking Looney Tune moment because the outline of Michael Myers is now imprinted in the grass. <laughs> yeah. You are welcome for that one. What the fuck, John Carpenter? <laughs> Legendary filmmaker doing some Looney Tunes shit. I gotta love Dude, it. I think Halloween 2 was, was just a paycheck, man. There was, the, the passion was for part 1, and part 2 was like, oh, more. I, I, uh, what, what I, what I want to convince myself to believe is that John Carpenter did it to raise the money so he could do the Thing remake. There you go. Let's go with that. I'm going with that. I've been convincing myself of that for 30 some odd years. Considering this film is older than I am, because it's 81, I wasn't till 85, so. But yeah, don't, don't go into it watching it as a horror movie. Seriously, sit down and pick it apart because it's easy to do. And you know what? These films are old enough that I think most of us who've seen them a few hundred times I think we are in the right to laugh at him. Come on now. Oh yeah, we like to laugh at him, especially the later sequels, which we will get to. Oh, we uh-huh. will get, we will get to resurrection, I promise you. Don't you know we've been looking all over this motherfucker for you? Hard to believe that this is a high point in this franchise. You know, you know, that you, know you know that reaction you just had with the deep sigh is the reaction I get from any time when I talk to anybody that I bring resurrection up to. Ah. <sighs> That's because that's the only reaction to that dumpster fire. Yeah, we'll get to the dumpster fire. Don't you worry. But uh, let's wrap up Halloween 2. It was a really good sequel. Um, It was a solid sequel. I mean, yeah, it had had its Looney Tune moments, and you could pick it apart, and there's so many fucking plot holes and just bad writing and... Yeah, I mean, again, it's still still a, a slasher. You know, these were made for one reason. And I, I think the best compliment that I personally can give Halloween 2 is it's the DLC package of Halloween 1. Because that, that's really what it feels like. It's just, you know, it just adds on. It's not as good as 1, but better than most of the sequels, unfortunately. I, I don't think all the sequels combined can compare to Part 1, but that's uh, just me. <laughs> so... Yeah, so let's talk about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It's from 1982. It's a year after. Um, John Carpenter had no involvement with this. They wanted him to do another Michael Myers movie. He said, nah, we're done here. So they moved on to something else, and they turned it into what they wanted to do was uh, make it an anthology, like it would be a different story every year. Um, so they tried it, and essentially what they got was Goosebumps the Haunted Mask. It's the best way I could sum it up. That's exactly what it is. Well, actually, it's probably a little better than those episodes, in my opinion. But, yeah, it's it's just an okay little horror movie. Like, it's not terrible, really, but it's just okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see it, you get your things, and move on, honestly. I mean, the plot was kind of cool, though. You know, uh, 
you know, kind of brainwashing kids through the TV with that cool little jingle that they play. Uh, how do they get, uh, the, the, what was it? The Shamrock Mask yeah. commercial. The Shamrock. Three more days till Halloween, Halloween. Yeah, the yeah. little tune. Yeah, I like the tune. Um, but I mean, it felt like it could have been a Tales from the Crypt episode. Really, I mean, it, that's just kind of what it felt like to me. And and usually when I watch the Halloween movies, you know, I, I skip season of the witch it's not a bad movie you know what i mean um it had a what's his face in it dude character actor oh i can't remember his name off the top of my head but he's been in a lot of shit um, uh, it's, i don't remember but uh, you know it is it is a fine movie it's okay but it's just like anybody else when when i'm in the mood to watch halloween movies uh, i want to watch mike slash up people I, I don't want to watch killer mass so and, i do and not a whole this. Not a whole lot happens in Season of the Witch, though. Really? It's just you follow the cop around trying to uh, investigate the Shamrock uh, company, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with these masks and what it's, why it's making it to do these things. There's not really a whole lot that goes in the Season of the Witch. Not really. Not really, no. The only but th- you do get a uh, cameo by Michael on the TV. On the They're TV. Halloween. Correct. And ironically enough, in the original Halloween uh, the movie that Tommy is watching, or one of the movies that Tommy is watching, is the original The Thing, and then John Carpenter would later go in to remake that. So, kind of cool. Kind of full circle. Kind of felt pretty cool. Yeah, that's... But that's that's all I can take away from Season of the Witch. It's not yeah, really yeah. a whole lot to talk about. It's an okay movie. If you, I mean, it's in the box set, so you, you know, you bought it, you're you're stuck watching it. But if... <laughs> But if you had the choice, you know, you can watch Halloween 1, 2, 4, 5, you know, Curse, H2O, blah, blah, blah. You can watch any of them or you can watch Season of the Witch. It has no continuity whatsoever. It's its its, its own thing. So Yeah, it's, that's really all there is to say about that one. Uh, if anybody listens to this and you want to talk more, by all means, hit me up. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts, but i that's... You know, I don't really have much on this one. Well, Season of the Witch does have a cult following. There are people that really, really love Season of the Witch. I've talked to many horror fans that will defend Season of the Witch in the Halloween franchise. Not comparing, not comparing one. it, not comparing it to Michael Myers, but just like in just horror movies, in horror movies, yeah, as, as horror movies in general, they will defend it as it's a very good horror movie. That's what they'll tell you. To me, not so much. I want Mike. Yeah, though it is. Probably better than Halloween 5 and horror-wise. We'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to take one step closer. We are going to go to Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Okay, now it's been seven years since we've seen Michael Myers. This is 1988. What do you remember from Return of Michael Myers? Uh, uh, The the little kid, uh, Daniel Harris's character, the girl. Yeah. She, I mean, obviously, you know, Mike's back and all that, but she, she really did a good job. That little girl, nobody told her you were in like the okay Halloween movies. Now, now, but, uh, Daniel Harris's character, uh, what was it, Danny? Was it Danny? No, it was Jamie, I believe. Jamie, yeah, okay. Kind of funny, Jamie Lee Curtis, right? This is Laurie Strode's granddaughter. No, daughter. It's her daughter. No, it's her daughter. She's right. The daughter. 
So this is Laurie Strode's daughter, and she's an orphan, and she's adopted by this family, and she's got kind of a cunty uh, stepsister, wh- whatever you call him, a sister. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and it's revealed that uh, Laurie died in a car accident. Yes, yes, which they'll... <laughs> the, <laughs> the Halloween lore is, is such a fucking dumpster fire. Because <laughs> uh, in H two O, she Laurie Strode tells uh, her boyfriend at the time, uh, "I faked my death in a car accident." To guess, I guess try to you know wrap uh, four and five and all them into the H two O lore. It's really weird. Yeah, as far as I know, they only really counted one and two. And then it skips to H two O. There's like five timelines in that damn franchise. Yeah, you have to watch. You gotta watch the Halloweens in, in a weird order. It depends on honestly your mood. Do you want to watch the Thorn trilogy? Do you want to watch like chronologically how it makes sense? So you would say uh, one H two O, and that's it. <laughs> one two one two yeah H2O. one two one two H two O or uh, one. And Halloween 2018. Right. Or just the re- it's You know what? It's a choose your own adventure thing. You're That's welcome. exactly, that is exactly what I tell people. I said, you remember them at choose your own adventure books? This is it. You get to pick where you're going with this story. You're in the mood for the Thorn trilogy? Fuck it. Watch four, five, and six. You know, you're in the mood for timeline, chronological, you know, makes sense in the story, Jason, then, or Jason, uh, Michael, then. Here you go. I, it's really weird how you watch these movies. Just for them Dude. to make, just for them, just to struggle to piece together how they make sense. Literally, you have one, two, H2O, one, 2018, just three, one, two, four, five, six, uh, uh, what is it? Resurrection, I think was a, a dream somewhere. It's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, then, and then and then the the Rob Zombie universe is its own thing. It's just one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 so weird. It it really is. It's it's so confusing. It makes my head hurt just thinking about it. But uh, back to the return of Michael Myers. Um, this is the movie. <laughs> it's Michael is too goddamn intelligent in this film. Okay, you're talking. This is a kid that sat in a sanitarium for 15 years or 16 years, and then becomes like a super intelligent serial killing super spy. He knows that's that what he was. Re- he was reading books on that while he was in there. That's what he was doing. He was sitting in a corner. Loomis said he, he just sat in the corner, like staring at the paint kind of thing. Dude, you've seen that movie. Loomis is a little off too. He's not all there. Yeah, and he came back in Halloween 4, and it was obviously for the money. <laughs> it was very obvious. I, I'm thinking he pulled up Pamela, uh, the lady that played Pamela Voorhees, where she needed a car. So so she did the original Friday the 13th, <laughs> just, to, just to get a car. I'm thinking well, he, he did, did 4, 5, and 6. He must have wanted a really nice car. I don't think they had a budget to get him a really nice car. Yeah, all three together though, it's nicer than the car for part one. But Jay, uh, Michael is—I keep—I keep bouncing back and forth. 
Um, Michael is really like super skinny in this movie. He's like taller and like slimmer. I'm thinking he lost weight in that seven year gap. Yeah, yeah, you know, strict diet. The mask didn't. Better shape. The, the mask didn't look right. Like you know, you couldn't have, you couldn't have got a you know. You could. I mean, they didn't have the internet then. You, the you get, mask looks terrible in this film. It does. Like it's like it almost looks like it's super glued to his face. Like he has bone structure in his in his cheeks. It looks like that crappy one you buy at Spirit Halloween, but not the top shelf one. Like when you're saving money, that's like the ten dollar uh, Mike mask. It, it's it's really terrible. Yeah. It just. Ugh. It, it's Halloween four is just so bad. And and it's like, like I was saying, it has like super spy Michael Myers, you know, he's, he's breaking into houses. He's taking down the power grid. You know, he's, he kills the whole police department. He's cerebral, uh, cerebral as shit in this movie. And it makes no sense to me. Yeah. He, he definitely <laughs> takes out of the police department, gets all of them. And, he, and, and it's like he has a teleporter or something because he's going all to all these different places and doing all these things in one night. It's quite amazing. Yeah, and I don't even I don't think he drives in that one. And some of the other ones they show him driving, but I don't think they show him in a vehicle now. And he's just teleporting around. Uh, no, no, he was driving. He drove to town because he pulled the same maneuver that he did in pretty much any Halloween when he when he's going back to town. He kills a mechanic. And then, you know, takes the overalls and makes his way onto town. It's actually coveralls. Whatever. You're welcome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's just like super cerebral in this one. It, it just made no sense to me. Uh, the kills were quite lame in this movie. I think it might have had one or two good ones. Um, chasing the kids around. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That was the, that was five. I got it mixed up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, they they are connected. They try to do a one and two thing with these two, with four and five. Uh, he goes to the school in this one yeah, for and, no and reason at all. He goes to the thor- uh, to the uh, to the school and writes Sam Hain on the wall. How does he know that Loomis and them were going to go to the damn school? When even we don't know why he goes to the school. There's no reason to go to the school. Like, I I don't I don't get. <laughs> why they chose the? I guess because the filming location was available. Uh, I I don't know why they go there. There's no point. No, not really. I think they heard the uh, the school uh, like security system going off or something. The bells ringing. I, I guess that was the plan. I guess there was a yeah. lot of pointless shit in Halloween Four, and you know it's funny because it's the one I've seen probably the most. Like I said in a, in a previous episode, don't ask me why. Yeah. It, it was just, uh, hey, Halloween 4, fuck it, why not? But, yeah, you know, as I go back and watch it now, I just kind of want to skip it. <laughs> Although there are a couple scenes that I do adore. Uh, Donald Pleasant's overacting ass <laughs> in Halloween 4 and 5. Yeah, he's borderline over, insane. If, over if you the watch top. Him, over the top, man. Oh god, especially in five. I'm guessing that, we'll, I'm we'll guessing surviving too. that huge explosion in part two, you know, I guess it might have damaged his brain a little bit, but he was like so over the top in, in four and five. Yeah. Uh yeah. 
Like, 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 was, like was he going for the Oscar? <laughs> you know, like, uh, he was really going for it. And it just didn't fit the feel of the movie. Um, ah, man, like, uh, there was not, the lighting Wait. in that movie was god awful, by the way. Yeah. It I, was a very dark was, film. This the one with the shotgun kill? Cause that kill was actually pretty sweet. Is this, yes, this is the one where, um, uh, adopted sister's boyfriend, like, tried to, uh, fight Michael in the hallway. And then didn't have any more bullets. And then Michael took the gun and shoved it into his gut. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, but he didn't do the head tilt, man. The head tilt to the left, to the right, and then the left is so iconic because it's from the first one. And no, no head, t- no head tilt, man. I take Bunch po- of cuts, man. I take points away for the head tilt. Yeah, uh, man, that's basically this one uh, chasing uh, Jamie around. He kills a few people on the way. Yeah, the whole roof chase thing was really fucking odd to me. But yeah, they they go on the roof and he wait, drops wait, her wait, down. Wait, wait, was that five? No, because she gets on. Oh, she climbs okay, on yeah. the sister's back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they're on the roof. Yeah, okay. I get four and five mixed up so much because it's like almost the same actors in it. So it's just yeah. kinda, it just blends together. So, okay, so this cop has this, like, mansion, apparently. <laughs> it's it's a huge fucking house. This ain't, you know, this ain't no little townhome or whatever you got going here, buddy. You got, like, a manor with a huge roof. <laughs> and you're up on top of it. Chasing, oh, yeah. Chasing them around. Like, it, it made no fucking sense. No, it they, does it. They got to come down sometime, Mikey. <laughs> But then again, no one was coming to help them. Well, you know, the whole police force is dead. The power is down. The phone lines are down. Everything is down. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I guess they could have went to where that kid's on fire. At least there's some light there. Yeah. And so just to wrap part four up. Um, like Redneck like, mob. That's all you need. Redneck mob. Um, yeah, redneck mob always. Why were they so pissed off? Did it ever say? I, I think he said one of his friend's kids were killed, or yeah, and then or, or you know, it, once or, they accidentally killed somebody too, it really put him in the mood to get revenge. Or was it his daughter was killed by Michael Myers? I think that's what it was. One of the redneck guys was that the one? Uh, the the uh, I don't know. One maybe his daughter was killed, and that's what pissed him off. And then he got a lynch mob together for no reason. Like they're gonna go off and kill a guy just cause. Because they're all drunk and wanting to kill something. Well, they you know they knew Mike was on the loose and they already had the, the experience in their town before. And Loomis encourages them because there's no police force. Though, well, that this is before makes it worse. This, no, because the redneck, uh, the hillbilly group goes to the police station and realizes they're all dead. So this is, is yeah yeah uh, yeah the uh, the lynch mob goes to the police station first. And then that's when you realized all the police are dead. Weird. Yeah, it's. I just watched these uh, not too long ago, and it's just four and five are just messes of movies and kind of blend together. 
So I, I actually am kind of struggling putting them in order, but I it, it's weird. So perks of part four. Uh, blonde chick with great rack. Loved her. Who doesn't wear pants like ever. Like Watch that movie again, seriously. Uh, when oh, her know. dad comes in, no pants. She almost never wears pants in this film. So if you hate pants, this is your Halloween. Mm, this is true. But she was a good-looking broad. Um, so that, Donald Pleasant's over-the-top acting, loved it, especially the very end of the movie. Uh, if you ever follow me on Twitter, I posted it not too long ago. His no, no, no. I'll play and this now. I'm going to play the sound clip. Is this the one, um, before we move on, because I think it's this one, is this the one where he goes to uh, the gas station and he sees Michael Myers and when Michael drives away for no real reason at all, it somehow starts a fire that blows up Dr. Lemus's car and the mechanic place for no reason at all? That would be Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers, yes. Yeah, so that's a perk. You could enjoy Michael, who does that. Apparently he knows magic now. <laughs> he does, because he can teleport in this movie. And cause things to explode, because watch it, I'm telling you, there's nothing there. He just randomly sets everything ablaze. It's it's truly something. You know, it, odds are if you've seen, if you're listening to this, you've seen these films, it's time to have a little fun at their expense. Go back and really look at some of what you see in this film, and you will find yourself amused quite a bit. And I And I know we're supposed to suspend our belief when we watch horror movies. I get it, right? You know? But there are some things that I just can't suspend. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, also, just because I can pick on something, I'm entertained. It's it's so cheesy and so bad, some of this stuff. But I'm still entertained. And in, at the end, isn't that the point? Like, yeah, I'm picking on it, but I can at least with four still get a good laugh here and there, a few cool kills and be entertained. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, What else was it? Donald Pleasant's over the top. Uh, redneck lynch mob and the ending when they shot his ass into a wishing well essentially oh yeah well and the um the really horribly yet awesome dispatching of the redneck mob because the truck drives away and they think they're fine and mike kind of crawls up the back of the truck like somehow he was hiding underneath the truck <laughs> and he takes them out action movie style it's truly a sight to be had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, also, forgot, I forgot about that part. <laughs> you know, and I, I think I mentioned it earlier. Daniel Harris, uh, you know, I, I really got to give her props. It's like she doesn't know how bad the movie is around her because she's like probably the best actor in the film. That's horribly sad. I can agree with this. There, There's very few redeeming qualities of Halloween 4. And even less in Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, which came out one year later. Oh, God. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so we pick up right where 4 left off, okay? they, As per usual, the Halloween franchise, we're going to recap the last minute and a half of the last movie. Michael falls down the wishing well, and he's saved by a man and his dog. Oh, no, not quite. He falls down the well. He falls down there, falls in, sorry, the mine shaft, so they shoot him, he falls in the shaft, and then you see him as he, like, slopes out of the cave and floats all 
lazy river style into this <laughs> like pirate cove looking place. Uh-huh. Then he finds the man and his dog yep. who keeps him there for a year. For a whole year. Some dude finds the guy in the Michael Myers mask and apparently in Haddonfield they put this shit under some sort of media blackout or something and he's never heard of Mike Myers and just treats this random stranger who somehow, uh, I, I don't know if he mouth baby food him. I don't know how he fed him, but somehow kept that man alive for a year. Yeah. And Why did they just have him kill the dude and, like, go into hiding or something for a year? The fact that he's just, like, being nursed back to health. And being <laughs> nursed with some guy for a year. I, yeah, I don't know. That, it's very odd. That's the very beginning of odd choices in this film to know, to let you know the kind of roller coaster ride of the fuck that you're on. Mm, especially, uh, you know, he's like laying on the table. Was he laying there the whole year or was he just taking a nap? I'd like to believe he was laying there the whole year. He just, cause he, cause he nah. wakes up, he wakes up and he kills the guy. Like the guy, yep. that, the guy that's been kind to him, taking care of him. He kills the dog and then he kills the guy. Why? Yeah. Why not just get up and walk out? And then because he's a dick. Oh, and and this sets up this whole. I think this whole scene was just to set up the whole psychic connection that uh uh what's her name Jamie had with Michael. Oh God, yeah, that she develops for this film a psychic connection where she yeah, can, where she can see everything he sees and feel everything that he feels and yeah. And oh, if she yeah, can't talk, and she can't talk. Is, she can't talk. She can't talk. Yeah. She can't talk like the first like hour into this movie. I, I, I don't think she ever really can. Uh, no, no, she did. She got she got over it. Yeah. Once, once uh-huh. I guess that connection was broken. But yeah, I mean, she she talked in like the last twenty minutes. I well, I don't even get who came up with this idea. Oh, <laughs> I, I could pick apart five all day. But the a best of... part of four, they're like, you know what? This girl outshined our adult actors who we paid five bucks a piece to be in here. You know what? Next film, she doesn't talk. <laughs> uh, that's just less writing for the uh, for the writing crew. Oh yeah, and the kid's best friend, the other boy, stutters. Yeah, that's a real that's a winning winning team right there. Yeah, the stutterer and the uh, the ghost whisperer. Uh, uh... So, okay, here's here's one of the things that make no fucking sense in this movie. Okay, so she's uh in part at the end of part 4, she had stabbed her adopted mother with the scissors, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mama didn't die, okay? So, mama and daddy sent her ass to a psychiatric like type hospital, which is no different than a fucking townhouse by the way. You know, a single home. And Okay, so Jamie's, she's prone to seizures, and they know it, right? How the fuck did they get that stretcher up them steps? What logic is it? Okay, when she's starting a seizure, right, and all the doctors run in, and the stretcher, and then they got to cart her out, that's a lot of hassle. You know what I mean? Like, get the stretcher down the steps, and, and then they had, like, a facility in the basement. Like, what kind of fucking house is this? Uh, Budget cuts. They barely got the stretcher down the hallway. There was yeah, like there it, was like no turn room when they come out. I think it cuts. I think the scene when they're taking her out of the room, it cuts, and then she's going down the hallway. But if you look, there is no turn room for that stretcher. 
this this movie was something. It's, and then, you know, right after we establish the kind of nutcase she's in, mm-hmm. we go ahead and get rid of the only other character you gave a shit about from the first one, uh, Rachel, the, the sister. Yeah, took care of her. She's gone. Yeah, but what re- Rachel got replaced by a uh, cuter girl. Uh, her which, friend is yeah. this, who, for some reason, they really build up this connection. <laughs> Jamie's sister's friend. She's so happy to see her. Yeah, I don't even know the girl's name. That's how great she is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the scene with uh, Michael killed her boyfriend and took his car, which I always thought was just hilarious. She kills boyfriend, oh. takes his car, picks her up, <laughs> takes drives her, to, her around, drives her around town. Yeah, drives her around town to get cigarettes and booze or whatever because she stopped at that that quickie mart thing. Well, that remember they call. Um, then they call the what's her name? Jamie has a little psychic fit, and then they yeah. call the cops and they pick her up. So then Mike gets to keep the car and drive around town to that party starts later on. Yeah, what was that? A Trans Am? He got a nice ass car out of that. <laughs> what was that? I don't think it was a. I think it was a convertible or something, wasn't it? No, I think it was a Trans Am. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to I rewatch really it don't. and look. But, but he got a nice car out of it. He had a hot yeah. chicken there. You know, it's like he was trying to relive prom night or something. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Gets his freaking hot rod, drives around town. In fact, later on in the freaking film, he even chases the fucking people around. He turns the damn hot rod into a weapon because... He chases down the kids with it. He was yeah. going to run the kids over with the fucking car. <laughs> God, yeah, God. I, I think he's giving, up, he's giving up on uh, on uh, kitchen knives and scalpels and stuff like that. I think he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to run him over from now on. That's because he can teleport, but he hasn't learned the uh, the fast walk technique yet from uh, Jason. So he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll just drive. There's no need for me to do that now. Nah. I'll put, I'll get in the car. We'll bump some tunes. It'll be nice. Um, and then one of the one of the worst thing was the farm party. Okay, okay, the cops. Okay, I just want to talk about the cops for a second. The comedic relief. Every time they stepped on screen, it played that stupid tune. Like, you just sucked all the horror and suspense out of the fucking room with that sound. I don't even get who thought of... They have, like, a... They they just have this goofy, like, just really goofy music. Like, even for a horror film. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I'm pretty sure these characters were going to be Bulk and Skull's father. Uh, Yeah. it's the only other group of people I know that have a goofy tune whenever they come around. It even makes this like wow, wow, wow sound. Yep. And I'm at one point in the movie, I think they're even like, "Yeah, we're bad cops." I think they even say it. Yeah. But, oh, it's but, so but the cops. There were just some things that should have been left out of that movie, and the dumb cops, the comedic relief was was that. So. Yeah. Oh god. There there's many things that should have been left out of this movie. The the, the mutinous, the, the psychic link, the the scythe kill. Michael Myers with a scythe. Come on now. Really? You don't even see it. He just slashes and then you get a splatter of blood. Yeah. Yep, that's your, Oh, and this movie doesn't create the living embodiment of plot hole. Every time the movie gets lost, there's the man with the boots. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would set up the um, curse of Michael Myers, which uh, we're going to get to in a minute. But this guy, he cameos. This is his first cameo in this film. They never really go in the character. He's never really explained to you. You just, every now and then, will see a dude with boots, and you're like, ah, it's... Well, he gets off, those boots. He, he gets off the bus, and there's that kid eating the ice cream or whatever the fuck he's doing, and then he oh, just and he kicks the, the dog. Yeah, yeah, and just doing the boots. And and I know they didn't have Curse of Michael Myers in mind when all this happened. And then the ending of Part Five. Can we just talk about that for a minute? The machine gun, oh. the machine gun massacre. Oh you cannot, God. you cannot keep cops in Haddonfield. The police no. department got destroyed in the fourth one. They're all dead. So they rehire a bunch of these Balkan skull motherfuckers. And then in the fifth one, they're all mowed down by this uh, guy in black with the boots. One man. Yeah. One man. Because <laughs> at, at the end of four, they had to call in help. The cops had mowed down Michael Myers from another town. They weren't from Haddonfield. They were the backup. Yeah. So they show up, these guys leave, and you get the bottom of the barrel of whoever's brave enough to be a cop in this town of five people. <laughs> and, yeah, you, you see them standing around, and they all get dealt with. Yeah. Well, you do get a quick shot of Mike in the cell, like, playing with his cuffs, because clearly he was bored. Yeah, and um, Jamie's just walking around, you know, all these cops are dead, and she's walking around, and it looks like a fucking war zone. And she, she is wearing the, uh, she does wear the Halloween outfit. I should mention that. She is wearing the outfit from, from, uh, that he wore in the first one as a kid, the clown outfit. Mm-hmm. That, that was that's four, it. buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I forgot to mention that for four. I, I told you they blend together. They do, they're, they're, they connect. They're basically one long clusterfuck of a now, film. At the end of four, she was wearing the clown costume and stabbing mama. Yeah, that's right. That's what she's wearing. This but one, it, she's there. Yeah, she's just wearing whatever. But, uh, yeah, so she just, it's, and, and it's weird because it just ends. You know, she's walking through the smoke filled, you know. Now she yells no this time, doesn't she? She might, yeah, I think she's like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah you might be right on that one. Yeah, she does the no, and it, it gets all weird. Yeah. And then oh. the Thorn trilogy is really fucking bad and, and weird. Like, they try to create something out of it. They try to make Michael a supernatural being. Oh, damn it. Hold on. Before we even move on, hold on. Jesus Christ. The ending of part five. Before before the whole machine gun massacre, I forgot to bring this up. The, the showdown with Donald Pleasance and Michael Myers in that house was absurd. Oh. Oh, what? when he's being a creepy fuck, and he's like, yeah, come get the girl. Come get her. I don't give a shit. And the girl's flicking out like, I'm not okay with this. And he's like, yeah, well, this is going down. Come get her. But he lets Michael slash him, too. Sorry, dog. They let Michael, he lets him slash him, like, up the gut. That was oh, a flesh wound. And then he chases her around the house and all that. But then, yeah, like you said, he grabs her up. He's like, come get the girl. Come get the girl. And then he drops a fucking, like, rope net on him. <laughs> And then proceeds to beat him with a big piece of wood. Keep in mind, bullets, stabbings, explosions. Hell, in part two, they even shot both his eyes out. Nothing can stop Michael Myers but a fucking rope net. (laughs) And a big piece of wood. 
Stop Michael Myers cold. Makes you wonder where he got the net from. Like, who has that laying around? Oh, Haddonfield Surplus. Oh, fair enough. Same place Michael stole the mask. Um, But, uh, yeah, just that whole scene is just awful. Yeah. And and it's not even like a a little piece of wood. It it looks like a a pillar, almost. (laughs) Oh, you're forgetting the best part. After he beats him to death, he has, I assume, a stroke before he falls down on top of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, take that in. And that was supposed to be the end of that. And then we get to part six, the curse of Michael Myers. Which I do like actually a little better than four and five. Now, this film was released in 1995. I did see it in theaters. Um, as a kid, I I loved the shit out of it. But as I watch it as an adult, I'm just like, the fuck am I watching? Just like, it's a, it's, it's a very by-the-numbers uh, horror flick. I think um, Dimension had taken over at this point, right? Yeah, this is this is Dimension. Yeah, it's very it's very very by the numbers, and it's very like we had said in the other um, Halloween two. It really really was poorly lit for no reason. Like, yeah, he cut the power in one of the houses in the Strode house, but other than that, the whole movie is just dark. Uh, yeah, it's it's very dark, and for. <laughs> And for some reason, once again, we're transitioning our heroes. So the very first thing you see in six mm-hmm. is they off uh, Jamie now, who's not played by Daniel Harris anymore. Uh, Jamie is gi- Jamie is giving birth as the credits are going by, and then the baby is born, and then Michael shows up, and for some odd reason, the cult lady gives Jamie her baby back, and then sacrifices herself. Okay, she gets killed by the world's most convenient wall spike. There's yeah. nothing else on that wall but one spike. How lucky. Right. And then, like, she emerges from, like, a cellar. It looked like a big fucking, like, a sewer that she was in. You know? uh, Maybe, like, a power station or something. But she emerges out of, like, a storm cellar. That is the yeah. best storm cellar I've ever seen. She drives away. Luckily, she steals a car. The guy who owned the truck gets dealt with. Luckily, that guy was just stopping for a smoke in the downpouring rain, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking he was like a trash guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't even no, know. He, that he, was the one, he was the one with just the truck. He just had the pickup yeah. truck. And yeah, he, I don't and know. And he's outside. He's, he's outside smoking in, in the downpouring rain. Like, that makes negative sense. He's like wearing a poncho. He's got like the curly mullet going on. God. Yeah. Uh, he gets dealt with. Yep. Then, then, because the scene has to be stupidly long, she drives to a bus station, drops off the kid, Mike chases her a little bit, then drives away from the bus station where she leaves her baby, assuming that there'd be, I guess it's a very popular bus station, people in the morning to come find her since nobody's there at night, drives off to some farm. No, no, you forgot that she called in the radio station. Oh yeah, that's right. She she does call the radio station for for help, whatever reason, to try and get a hold of Doctor Loomis, mm-hmm. and then gets chased off to the farm, where she gets killed in a very dickish way. So he, he gets killed on the same piece of farming equipment that kills Dolph Lundgren and Universal Soldier. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but a lot of people apparently die on it. He he goes to he stabs on the damn thing. Then she, like, reaches out to try and, like, give him a creepy hug for a job well done, I'm assuming. I'm going to assume he, that she was trying to pull him on 
to that spike wither. Are you sure it wasn't for a hug? Anyway, it might have been for be a naked hug. if you want. And uh, he pushes her down on the thing to further kill her and then turns it on to shred up her lifeless body because, frankly, these films have established that Mike is a dick. <laughs> and but, that's the intro. That's what starts this whole damn movie, this long-ass intro. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so... Completely dark. Just... Completely dark, by the way. From the start of this movie to the end of this movie, it is dark, dark, dark. Oh. They're, the lighting, uh, they didn't just not want to pay the bill? I mean, what, what's going on? I guess. Oh, and all that leads us to the house, that the, the Myers house, mm-hmm. where we meet our actual main characters. And they eventually, yeah, oh, God. There's, it, not yeah. a, there's not one likable character in this whole movie. And I love Paul Rudd. But there is not one likable, and, and Doctor Loomis is in this too. There's not He's one likable character. The there's not one um, likable character in the entire movie. There is. There's one character I did kind of like. Don't you fucking I, say Danny. Don't you no, say no, that. No, no, okay, not, okay, go ahead then. No, um, the old lady who tells the story of little Mikey Myers. <laughs> yeah, she she had kind of like this great like creepiness to her because she's not a bad character really in the movie she's part but, of the cult of thorn <laughs> but she was just like naturally creepy and like she tells her little story and like if she was in a better horror movie that it would have been so perfect she just had the like creepy lady like she was really well done in this I actually like that character hmm. I, I don't know what it was it just something kind of like worked with her. I think she kind of uh, set the set the tone, you know. She was kind of Rambo's hype man in a way. Yeah, she was. So she she was kind of cool. Uh, Paul Rudd. I think this may have been his first film. He uh, it was pre it, it was pre Clueless. It was before God. Clueless. So yeah, his he's, career hadn't started off yet. Oh God, he's he's in the film, but he's like a. Like a, he's he's playing Tommy Jarvis, who, yeah. Who who was a you know a surviving kid from the first one, you know the one that that Laurie Strode said you know get out of the house, go call the police, blah blah blah. Um, that's, so I don't think that's Tommy Jarvis. That, that's that's Jason. Ah, okay, Tommy Doyle, I believe. Tommy Doyle, very good. Thank you for the correction. And so he's and it's funny because he he makes himself out to be this victim. I survived. The, the night Michael came after Laurie Strode. Motherfucker, you hid in the closet and then you ran out the door. You didn't survive shit. So don't even try to be traumatized by this. But he's, he's there. Oh, and of course, uh, all the, the family that's not the baby, the actual family that's the center of this movie. Of course, it's, you know, the, the dad's kind of estranged and a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And the, the mom's, mom's kind of abused like, and, you know. Yeah, and, you know, then you got the, the typical daughter who's very... I, I think they tried to make her likable, but she's just really not. Mm-hmm. She's just, you know, just kind of there. So they kind of all get dealt with, you know, empties out the house and I don't remember if I was talking to you or somebody else for Halloween 6 
and I think I'm, I'm hopefully I'm thinking of the right one. So they put a Mike Myers uh, cardboard cutout in front of his house, mm-hmm. and he goes out and chops the thing down. Why not just pull he doesn't it out? Just pull it. Yeah, he doesn't just pull it out of the ground. <laughs> he actually chops it down, and it's just one of those like that. That why? was that was just to place the axe. Into into another scene later in the movie. That's it. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was to set up the axe, but this, oh, this film, you know, you got all the kids, they're trying to bring back Halloween because Mike Myers is such a thing in the town that they've banned Halloween. Mm-hmm. So that's going on. They banned Halloween. Halloween's been banned in this town for 10 years or, or whatever it is, seven years or some shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> so and then, so, so then they bring in that fucking that radio host. Oh yeah, the the flasher, the 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 too cool for school DJ guy. Yeah, the guy that shows up and the <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh, and you know, of course, Doyle managed to get Tommy managed to get a hold of Loomis. He meets at a Cinco de Mayo and, and what, festival. What, what, are, what are the odds that? Loomis, Tommy Doyle were listening to the exact same radio station. <laughs> oh, Haddonfield only gets AM. It is literally the only radio station in town. That's why everybody listens to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's one hospital, one nurse, one doctor. Makes sense. One of everything. Yeah, that's, you know, it's a very, Haddonfield's a very simple place, you know. <laughs> Simply complicated. Oh, uh, and, but, you know. But it's just, I want to find good things to say about Curse of Michael Myers. I, I do enjoy watching it, but the I liked it a lot I when was, I was a kid. I watched it I as like a Curse. doll. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I like Curse more than 4 and 5. I'll give it that. It, it, it's just more interesting to me, especially than 5. I, I can't stress enough how much 5 is my second to least favorite of the entire franchise. 5 is just a, a mess of dumb ideas. And this... I really feel like there was just a lot going on. Obviously, there were script problems because the, the story is very incoherent. Mm-hmm. But if you watch it, you know, the, the, the thing with the, the babysitter uh, story from the creepy old lady and some of the kills are kind of fun, almost uh, Jason-like at times with the, the sister and they're doing it on the, the, the other girl's bed and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, some cu- there's some cool kills in this one. And it's just... You know, not so bad, but the mask does look a little bit better than four and five. Uh, that's one positive thing I can say. And then did, it, it did he tuck it up, in? Did he tuck it I, in? I believe he does. I know. I know you got a pet peeve on that one. I really hate it. It's it's one of the one, not the only, but one of billions of reasons I don't like resurrection. But <laughs> uh, also in this film, they end up in a like a uh, secret organization it's, hospital thing in the end uh i think it's a different wing of the uh uh, the psychiatric hospital that michael was in in the first one that's staffed by nobody it's staffed by the cult of thorn people apparently all all three of them there were a couple it's it's just oh just odd The, the worst thing about six besides the producer's cut which I've heard some people say is a little bit better, but I, I don't know. I found it awkward the, and weird. The producer cut, the ending is a lot dumber. If there was a way I could edit my own Curse of Michael Myers, I think I could make it a little bit better. Um, but if you take the the lore and the story 
from the producer's cut, which was um, Michael Myers is a uh, he's cursed. His his bloodline is cursed. There's one uh, person selected per generation or some shit like that that gets this power and then it's just rage filled and it won't be quenched until every member of that bloodline is killed or something like that. And they wanted to clone that power that, that cult of thorn wanted to clone that power. So they had, um, Michael pretty much, uh, I guess the way they put it was that he raped Jamie and that's where that baby came from. So, so kind of, uh, Michael is trying to chase down his daughter in a way, but then yeah, in, in, the, in the theatrical cut, it's not that way. It's not even explained that way. So what the, what the call to Thorn was trying to do was kind of keep that power. They wanted to harness it to kind of, you know, for their own gain. They wanted to keep that power for themselves. So they were trying to find ways to kind of clone Michael in a way. So they kept making babies, you know, oh, that's, that is so messed up when you think about it. It is, and I think that's why they cut it. But originally, oh, that's yeah. that's what they were going to go with. We forgot to mention the one uh, the one funny thing that they mentioned between uh, between five and six. Do you remember the line that apparently Michaels was working with the uh, the CIA or something like that? No. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, was, was that in the producer cut? It's it's in one of the versions they mentioned that like that was the idea that they kidnapped him. Oh God! Because remember they they find him in uh, what was it? It was in between one of them. They mentioned that that that's one one of the things that happened to him with the the, the guy in the black boots. They were trying to recruit him for that sort of thing. It's, oh, for like it's black ops mess. missions or something. I guess, oh, it's one of those loony things that never comes up again. I'm starting to see why the producer cut wasn't released until like 20 years later. <laughs> I, it was just a mess. There's a there's a really good reason, you know, like I, I always compliment her. And, you know, aside from a few cool little scenes, some crazy Dr. Loomis and Daniel Harris, you know, really trying her best. There's a reason most of the movies just just skip those. They're, Unless they're, you're doing a marathon, in which case you're ob- obligated to watch them. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, four, four and six, you know, there, there's some entertainment there, and there's some fun to be had, both good and bad. But you also have to watch five for it to make sense. And does it make sense? Does it? Does it really it's, make sense? Because honestly, it just fucking confuses me more when they're adding in the man with the black boots, the psychic connection, and all the dumb shit that goes along with part five. Honestly, four, five, and six, like I said, there's ups and downs to them, but basically that's what happens when 30 million different writers just hop in and out of a production and they just kind of make shit up. So, because uh, that's, yeah, it's just a mess of failed ideas. That's all those three films are. Mm-hmm. And he had, and when he killed Jamie, by the way, he had time to fucking take gasoline and do the Cult of Thorn logo. He burned it. And then the one, uh, is it Loomis? I think he's like, that's his mock. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Sure. Sure, why not? But the ending, uh, the ending of Curse of Michael Myers, that was something. <laughs> that was, it's actually a really weak ending, honestly. Yeah. Uh, 
God. He he gets high. Yeah, they pretty hit much. Him with a big ass needle. And a, then there's a bunch of needles, wasn't it? I can't remember. Uh, All I remember is at the end, you see the mask and a needle. Yeah, because Paul Rudd like took a pipe to his fucking skull. Yeah, yeah, Ant Man was pretty violent back in the day. Supernatural or not, <laughs> your skull can only take so much. Okay, and that was a pretty heavy pipe. Yeah, it was a really pretty good pipe. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean. Unless you watch the producer's cut where Michael Myers is stopped by a circle of stones. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. He was stopped because he was putting like a binding circle or some crazy shit. Yeah. You start to see why the producer cut wasn't ever released until 20 years later. Yeah. Oh. It's... It's so hard to try and, you know, without, without being super fanboy into these things, cause they all have their little followings, but, uh, they're, they're something, man. A lot of magic in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of 20 years later, we might as well go right to Halloween H2O 20 years later, 1998. 20 years I, after the original. Uh, I actually really like this one. We're back to following Lori Strode. And she's like a headmistress at a posh, secluded school in California somewhere in the mountains. Uh, they they tried with this one. I I did enjoy H two O, um, but in reality, nothing really happens until maybe halfway through the movie. No, but I mean that's that was kind of the first Halloween too. You got like the little tease kill. Right. Until the night of Halloween, it is just a bunch of teases for the most part. Right, right. Um, and, and for this one, after the mess that is four, five, and six, they were, I, I think they were legitimately, you know, they got Jamie Lee back and they wanted to tell a good story and try to really, you know, pull Mike out of the, the, the fire. And, and they really do for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, Lori's traumatized now. She's kind of seeing Mike you know see things mm-hmm. she's got a son now no not a da- not a daughter anymore right yeah no she never happened <laughs> even though like i said before uh through uh halfway through the movie before the shit goes you know goes wrong well most of it's wrong the whole movie but um she reveals to her boyfriend that she faked her death uh in a car accident okay so they tried they really tried to tie in you know, four and five. You know, they they tried to pull it in, but it failed. So, yeah. So now he has a son, uh, or she has a son, and they got a son. Uh, she's obviously the husband. There's no husband. They go it's a, mir- it's a miracle baby. Yeah. Uh, so she's been. She's kind of sees Michael around a little bit, and of course the. The son is the typical horn dog teenager, so his whole goal throughout the majority of this film is to get together with his girl and their other friend and other girl to have basically a a little party mm-hmm. while everybody a, goes away to Yosemite. Yeah. They're going camping underneath the stars in Yosemite. <laughs> but not these kids. These kids are all staying behind the party. Yep. And I, I think the girl is Michelle Williams. I could be wrong on that. Well, we know I Josh. This was Josh Hartnett's, uh, you know, big role. His his uh, introduction to the world. 
Uh, kind of oh, like, yeah. kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis in a way, you know, 20 years prior, you know, introducing Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, so now it's like introducing Josh Hartnett. So full circle, kind of cool. He, he would go and, on to yeah. have a great career. So for yeah. a minute, for a minute. Yeah. He's kind of falling off. Um, but, uh, but this one, like I said, what the other really good thing is, is the kills were pretty cool in this one. Very few oh. of them though. Yeah. There's not many. It's really very, isn't. very limited, but. The kills are better. The lighting is phenomenally better. You can actually see what's going on in this film. It was a nice treat. They didn't have to go that way, but I was like, oh, cool. You, I can see things. Yes. Yeah. No, nice. oh, the hallways are lit. You paid your electric bill. Thank you, Dimension. Uh, there's a few really, really cool shots I like in this film. Yeah. Um, when yeah. Jamie first uh, comes face-to-face, literally, with Michael through the, that little window, you still I get, love that you, you whole still shot. Get- like, I got chills just now just thinking about it. Yeah, I still get the chills, man. It, it, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I just, really just, like just that. like her reaction alone, you know, and that and that's the that's to the credit of Jamie Lee Curtis, like how well she can pull this shit off. Her reaction was genuinely terrified. Yes, and very. I, and and you know she hypes up Michael so much in this movie. It was awesome, and. <laughs> Yeah, the way uh, even her little uh, little story when she's telling the boyfriend and she's like, "When I was, you know, what was it eighteen years old? I stabbed my brother, or or something like that. Or, no, my brother killed my sister with a very large kitchen knife." Yep, <laughs> and it, it was just it was the way she tells it though. Like you, you look at it and when you think of it, you kind of laugh. But you watch that scene with her and it it actually is done, you know, really well. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a, another scene later on that I also like that I uh, from this film. But like the whole last half, I really like uh, when when Mike drops down that one-handed drop from the ceiling, all oh, ninja yeah. style from That's his spec op days. Mikey's been working out the last twenty years. <laughs> but I I thought that was that the way he drops. I was just like that is just cool the way he works. Um, so that's really cool. They they do a little chase scene and she kind of fucks him up. Um, I, I just watched this recently and they're on the, like a second floor and she actually, cause when he's chasing her, he throws a knife at her and she grabs it. She actually has two knives. So when you see her on this like little balcony thing, she's actually like stabbing the shit out of Mike. He just is really cool. Mm. Kind of gets him for a minute. I, li- I like the ax. Uh, you know, I like when she takes the ax and it's really well shot how they do it. They do like almost an overhead. Uh, view of her walking into the middle of the uh, the the courtyard or whatever it is, screaming for Michael. Oh yeah, yeah. And then she's um, going throughout the whole school, screaming for him to like come and get me, kind of thing. It's just, and the music's really bumping. You know, it's it's playing the iconic music, and you're just feeling it. You know, like this is it. This is the showdown. This is what we paid our money to see. But so, before you get to the final showdown, they had to do one awkward choice. Because a Halloween isn't Halloween without a weird choice. So when you first think she defeats him, she takes him in this van. And for whatever reason, this van has to super roll down this hill and he goes <laughs> throwing out the window to get pinned against the tree or something. I I wish they could have did a better way of doing that. Um, I, I love H2O. But that scene with the van, it is so like... Michael Bay level of flippy crazy. You're just kind of like, why did that have to be that extreme? You couldn't find another way to get him in a in a situation where he was stuck. Just a little weird. 
Yeah. Just a little over the top, I thought. It, like, it, it was just a little too long. It was kind of silly. But uh, you cut away from that, and we're back to the that great showdown you're talking about where she concludes the story. Oh, you should have. I'm thinking. I'm thinking here. Hold on. I'm thinking. I'm flashing back here. There's a lot of off-screen kills in this movie. Yeah, there's a there's a good amount. The girl, um, he cuts her leg, or no, yeah, he cuts her leg, and then drops the the dumb waiter on it, and then I think they don't show what happens to her, right? She gets corkscrewed. Yeah, she gets hung up. But did they show it, like her actually getting killed? She's not the one that gets the the wine bottle opener corkscrew thing in the throat. No, nah, that's homeboy. That's the boyfriend. Ah, oh. but they don't show I, it. But they don't show it. Then I remember they no. What they did was they zoomed in on his eye and saw Michael Myers in his eye, and that's all you saw. You didn't see him die. You didn't see the girl die. Um, the only one you saw die was the Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend. Yeah. Who got? Who got? What was it? What the fuck did he have? He, did he have a knife? I think he got knifed. I think he just gets knifed. He gets knifed and then lifted up and then does that like quiver thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He does the like the shake thing. Oh my god! And, you know, for the first long while, I honestly thought that was George Clooney. You wish. <laughs> I really did. Like, I did. I thought it was George Clooney for the longest time. So I'm like, hey, remember when George Clooney did horror? What? What are you talking about, from dusk till dawn? No, 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 Halloween H2O. That wasn't George Clooney. You sure? And then IMDb existed, and then it's like, yeah, I was disproven. Yeah, yeah, he's he is not in this particular film. I thought it was just a fat George Clooney. Sue me. Yeah, that that guy gets dealt with. Oh, oh, and, and we forgot to talk about how great LL Cool J was in this movie. Another movie where LL doesn't die. True. Yeah, that master has survived a lot. Shit. He's good that way. Sharks? Serial killers? <laughs> you know, this, this guy, uh, other serial killer in, uh, that other movie he was in where he was the FBI agent, had Val Kilmer in it for a minute. Can't think Mind of Hunters? Mind Hunters. Did he survive that? Yeah, he survived that. Damn. LL don't know how to die. And you never saw him die in rollerball. You saw him fall off the bike, but you never saw him die. Okay? Dude, he's fine. I know. LL don't know how to die in movies. That's the thing. I think because they're paying him too damn much. <laughs> they can't afford to kill him all. But uh, LL was great in this movie. Uh, he's I really, a security I, guard writing yeah, a book. Yeah, I really enjoyed LL. You know, he was the comedic, you know, he was the comedic relief. So it, it worked. And he had he had the girlfriend he was reading the book to on the phone. I always thought that was just hilarious. I don't know, but and this had this film the ending one through. I think it would have been a good way to to add Michael. Like I said, I chopping the head off. There, is, chopping the head off is kind of definitive. And he when when he's pinned against that tree and he's like you know trying to reach into her and she's just like yeah nope and just nails his head off and you, and you then you know. See, and then you hear the music bumping as she walks away, like, yeah, dealt with that asshole. Mm-hmm. And then credit. They should have ended the timeline right there. Because that was such a great, satisfactory ending to me. Like, had they that been the last you saw of Laurie Strode, 
I would have been fine with that because that was a great way to go. That whole scene was so badass at the end right there. Mm-hmm. And then they ruined it all. Oh, oh we're going to get there. But you just mentioned the ending of H2O. I thought the opening of H2O was really good. You know, with the nurse from uh, Halloween 2? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, uh... that was really cool. I, I like that they brought her back and then they killed her off. But but the whole scene was just really cool. And it had the kid from Third Rock from the Sun, the hockey kid. Oh, yeah. He gets a little crazy with the stick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, steals beer. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that whole scene was really good. And then, like, the credits are going, and it's, like, showing the news clippings and stuff like that. And it's playing voiceovers from, like, uh, Donald Pleasance, who had died. Uh, He had died shortly before the release of Curse of Michael Myers, so he didn't even get to see the release of uh, Curse. But, you know, they're playing the Donald Pleasant voiceovers, and it's really cool. The music's going. I I just really enjoy the opening of that movie. So Yeah, it it definitely... It did the the good way of starting a slasher when you're going more story based. You, you get a good couple kills to hold you over while we do some story stuff. Right. Unfortunately, that's where the fun ends, and then we move on to Halloween Resurrection, released in 2002. No God! No God! Please no! 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 <sighs> yeah. Okay. So I had mentioned to you before we started recording that I had a surprise for you that was going to blow your mind, but kind of makes sense at the same time. So here's the reveal of that. Halloween Resurrection was directed by Rick Rosenthal, who directed Halloween 2. Oh, God. So you kind of, you know how I picked apart Halloween 2 earlier in the episode? Well, it kind of makes sense that he did Halloween Resurrection, right? (laughs) <laughs> wow, so whenever they make a, a fantastic Halloween film, uh-huh. this guy's job's to come in and make the bastardized sequel. That would be correct. And then he oh. would do it twice. You know, he would do part two, and then he would do Resurrection. But Resurrection. Oh. oh. Resurrection. Here, uh, you know what? Uh, let me tell them why it's called. Well, you know, Resurrection, this is how they brought Michael back and set up this whole stupid-ass movie. Okay, so hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold oh. on. Before you get into that, I want to put these guys on blast. Larry Brand and Sean Hood. These guys wrote this movie. They wrote oh, the screenplay. God. Blame them. Find them on social media, whatever you got to do, horror conventions, whatever, and put them on fucking blast. Make sure they never get work in this industry again. Go on with oh. your story. So I'm hoping they didn't. Um... So the where we get the, the returning Michael Myers of Resurrection, it turns out at the end of the last film, Michael Myers being the spec op spy that he is. He brought he brought his power back from part four. He crushed the larynx yep. of an ambulance driver, mm-hmm. put his mask on that guy, and that guy is the guy that she killed. Meanwhile the real Mike I don't know, went to the bar, got a drink, he had a long day, shit didn't work out. Four years. Four years of drinking. There you go. And so because she killed an innocent guy, she is now in in the nut house. Uh, Yeah, that's where she ends up. Putting her drugs in the teddy bear. Until uh, 
till Mike decides to do a reverse. This is how it's different from the other films and break into the Nuttall house mm-hmm. to go deal with her. Uh, yeah, I think, didn't you watch this one? You, I'll let you explain what goes on from here because uh, you watched it more recent than I have. I avoid this film. Uh, yeah, so he kills Jamie Lee Curtis. Which pissed a lot of people off, but in in my honesty, in, in my honest opinion, it saved her career. <laughs> break she off, kissed him first. Break off away from this fucking franchise because it's killing your career. Although she would inevitably come back to it in the new Halloween that was released on Friday as of the airing of this episode. Um, good for her. But she had to separate herself from the damn franchise because she's like, all right, well, paycheck's paycheck, whatever. Show up, did a cameo, got killed. Good. Bye bye. Uh, so then we're, we're taken to the Myers home and, and Busta Rhymes, fucking Busta Rhymes. I love Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes is one of the all time great rappers. Okay. No doubt about it. But as an actor, for the love of fuck, Busta, don't. Um, so, um, so Busta Rhymes. Is going to be doing uh, kind of like a ghost uh, ghost hunters episode kind of deal, you know, where they go around with cameras through houses and all this shit, and they're they're going to be investigating Michael Myers and all this. And he got he's got to cast some people, and they do that, and then they go to the house, and turns out Michael fucking Myers has been like living in the goddamn sewer underneath the house uh, this whole time throughout all the Halloween films since he broke out of the mental asylum. He's been living under this house this whole time, eating rats. He's got a bed under there. He's got a, I think he had a picture. Did he have a picture of Laurie? Oh God. I hope was not. there, I think there was a picture of Laurie next to his bed with a candle, by the way. Um, so these fucking dumb kids are walking through the Myers house and they're just doing their investigating thing. And then they get knocked off one by one. Yeah, this was also the era of the the whole reality TV show and the the found footage thing was taking off. Um, so, so they tried to put it in. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give. Okay, I can't. I, it's hard to give Halloween Resurrection anything positive. Okay, but I will give it this. Okay, technologically, it was ahead of its time. The whole webcam thing and the in you know the um the GoPros and shit like that. Even though they were like kind of big rigs. Um, but it was kind of ahead of its time and they were going to stream it over the internet. And now keep in mind now, this is 2002. So we're still rocking dial up modems. Okay. You know, uh, 56 K modems for anybody that's listening. That's our age. We know the struggle. We know how goddamn slow that was. Um, it was better than 28, eight. No, 56 K was not better than 20. Oh yeah, it was. Oh Jesus. God. Yeah. Yeah, remember, it's 2002, but we got the slightly, and I do mean slightly, better internet. Mm, it was now bad. you can download a movie trailer in only two hours instead of four. Right, or a music video in like eight hours. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it made sense. You know, they were trying to be cutting edge and, you know, technologically and all that. But if you think about it, right, anybody from our age group knows how slow dial-up was. So if you were going to live stream something, that is not possible. Not with dial-up. Sorry, bud. Um, if you were richer and had maybe satellite or something like that, then yeah, maybe. Uh, 
like Comcast and Verizon and you know you know Fios and all that shit didn't exist then. You couldn't live stream, but you could maybe buffer a decent. Yeah, chunk. yeah, yeah. If you if you buffered it for a couple of hours, then you might be able to watch five minutes of it. Um. So just in that alone, because you know, like I said, the speeds you wouldn't be able to live stream shit. So there's one thing that's just fucking stupid. So you're telling me this kid Decker, who's at a Halloween party, uh, gets on this guy's computer. Okay, this guy doesn't have a password on his computer either. By the way, my my computer has a password. I think I think most people's computers have passwords. So this guy don't have a comp- you know a password on his computer. He gets on there and starts live streaming this shit. Okay, maybe the guy was rich. You know, maybe. And he's like guiding the the main girl whose name I don't remember. Shows how much I love this movie. And he's like guiding her. He's like, okay, Michael is in the kitchen. You need to run upstairs. You know, and uh, craziness fucking ensues. Um, this house, the the the, My- the Myers house in this movie, uh, is like huge. I mean, you got like eight people walking around this house. Cameras all set up in every corner of the damn room and all that. And they're not running into each other for, for yeah. big pieces of time. Yeah, yeah, they don't see each other for a while. And, you know, then you got, God damn it, Busta. You got Busta Rhymes running around the fucking house. He was the fake Michael Myers. I'm playing Michael Myers. If them kids come around and see us dressed up in the same shit, you're going to ruin the whole effect. I damn it. The hell is wrong with you? I said, what you looking at me like that for? Huh? You don't get it? You don't get it? Yo, shit ain't working up there or something? God damn. What the hell somebody gonna do to get a little decent help up in this motherfucker? He was... He had the best lines in the whole movie. Does that... Does that save the movie? Does Buster Rhymes... He kills the movie and saves the movie at the exact same time. He's the I, defining point of how bad the film is when he has the best lines. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hold Busta Rhymes acting on the same level of uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, the guy that runs into the shitter singing Ooh Baby. Oh, God. I, I hold him to that level. Uh, there's not a lot of redeeming qualities about this movie. Uh, Busta Rhymes knows Kung Fu? I guess there, there's that. Uh, oh, I, and, and Michael never has his mask tucked in, so people like me, you just get irritated just looking at the motherfucker for the entire film. Is that your OCD kicking in? It is. I, I really hate it. <laughs> it shouldn't bug me as much as it does, but it really does. I I can't. It it, it hurts to look at. Mm. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of good things to actually say about Resurrection. Uh, oh, when the credits roll, we didn't have to watch a follow up. It killed the franchise. That was pretty sweet. That it, this was yeah, just over. It it really did kill the franchise for five years, and then Rob Zombie would remake it in 2007. So let's just go into that. I, I talking about Resurrection just kind of hurts my soul. Well, I, I got to it earlier. The very every, we described it. You described resurrection by the. That, that's it. Yeah. That film is just, it's just shit. Uh, Buster Rhymes. Yeah, Mikey, you're a crispy fried motherfucker. Oh my god, Buster, you are the most. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Uh, let's just, that is let's, my least favorite. I'd rather watch Season of the Witch. I really would. And that's why we're not going to stay on it much longer. Okay, look. Okay, here. I'm going to wrap Halloween Resurrection up. Watch it for Busta Rhymes. That's it? <laughs> watch it for Busta Rhymes. That's it? Oh, God. If, if, yeah. there's, if there's a video on YouTube, which I, I'm going to look for after we're done recording here, is Busta Rhymes. Best of and Halloween Resurrection. Just make a, a, a Busta Rhymes homage to Halloween Resurrection. And that's it. And, and I, and I think if I find this video, I'm going to post it to Twitter. And that'll be it. Halloween Resurrection, the super cut, the Busta cut. There you go. There you go. It's, it, he is the best and worst thing about that damn movie. Okay. There you go. Uh, so let's move on to 2007, uh, Halloween, the, the Rob Zombie remake. Um, how did you feel about it? Cause I kind of got mixed. I got, I got mixed feelings on this one. Um, for, for this one, I actually like this take on it. Um, first of all, he did, and I know people will argue with me, but he actually did tell the story of Halloween. Mm-hmm. He changed a few things, but he, he literally did keep the essence of the story. And I thought that was really cool. You know, you, you got to see an added on Mikey's a kid. You got mm-hmm. to slowly watch the innocent boy in him slowly fade into the nothingness. And you know, that is Michael you, Myers. You know, a lot of people bitch about that. Is like we don't want to see kid Michael Myers, but you know what? It showed a progression into you know the mind of madness. You know what I mean? And I thought it but was that, done but, well. but it's funny. It's funny because a lot of people that shit on that you know the young kid Michael will praise the shit out of The Shining, which is also a slow burn movie. Which shows the you know the the descent in the madness, right? Yeah. What the fuck's the difference? In, instead of three hours, it's only taking thirty minutes. So shut the fuck That's up. That's because sadly we do have to deal with the horror super fans, the fanboys that kind of ruin pretty much every geekdom out there. But if you didn't want to watch the kid, like if you didn't want to watch that descent, if you just want the story. Go watch Halloween 1. That story already exists. Go watch the original Halloween. They already did it the other way. Mm. So this was him, you know, trying to tell this story and add more to it. And I, I thought it was cool. Like, if you don't want that story, watch the other version. So it, it was cool to see that. And um, I, I did like the, the gritty style, though it is a bit uh, white over, precious. Very over bit. the top. I think he was trying to channel his fucking Devil's Rejects at the time. Because it wasn't long after Devil's Rejects was... uh, What was Devil's Rejects? 2005? Uh, I th- it, it was either... Yeah, I don't think it was too much long. Because it had the same trope in it. The, the right, black right, guy right. was in it. The, the wife. Right, you know, right. All of them. But, uh, Sid Haig is in it very, very shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he was still kind of feeling that vibe and kind of blended it into Brought the it. Halloween story. Yeah, which uh, I don't, I don't think it hurt. It wasn't the best decision, but it doesn't really hurt. Like making him a little bit more of that, it didn't really hurt nothing, honestly. But honestly, that's Rob. That's that's Rob Zombie's style. Yeah, and I, I don't, I really don't think that was much of a problem because once, once we skip. To him as an adult, Lori is now with the adopted family, and she's basically the modern version of Lori from the original. So nothing else really further really hurts any. Like all that, none of that really hurt the film. You know what I mean? Like none of it really tarnishes any any of it. Right. 
I and, thought I thought Rob Zombie tried really hard to push the envelope. Uh, the rape scene, I, I thought that was really unnecessary. Like that, that's only in the unrated cut. Um, believe it or not, because I know it's on Blu-ray, you don't get both. Mm-hmm. If you watch the R-rated cut of that film, there actually is a bunch of. It's got um Bill Mosley in it. They're all security guards in another room. And it's a totally different scene. The rape scene is only in the the director's cut, which then, all of us bought that version on Blu-ray. So that's the version we've all seen the most. But if you ever find the R-rated DVD, the rape scene's not there. I I just didn't. I, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's plenty wrong with rape, but I mean, it just didn't fit for me. Like I thought he was just trying to push the envelope, and I don't yeah, know. it didn't really shock, need shock to be value. there. Because we do the whole scene is just so Mike has a reason to escape, and they've already established that the younger guard is a dick. So you right. could have just had him go fuck with Michael and his mask, which again the mask thing was unnecessary. But again, it doesn't hurt. You could have just had him do that. You you really don't need the the rape scene. It and, doesn't really add or or even fit really. And in all honesty, he makes those masks right. Yeah. Why the fuck do they give a serial killer scissors? <laughs> Create well, they're dull scissors. Creativeness. Ah, uh, sharp objects are sharp objects, man. No, they're those kitty scissors. That's what I like to believe. The little plastic ones. You know what I mean? They have the, the hard plastic over the top, so you can't get to them. Oh, jeez, no. <laughs> Dude, the kid in, in Nightmare Three made puppets. If he found a way to do that, he could make some masks. He made them out of paper mache. Which is just yeah. wedding paper and... Okay, I'll take it. Maybe whatever. that's what he did. Yeah, roll with it. So another gripe I have with this movie... And and, and keep in mind, I like this. I like this remake. Um, the timeline. Okay? When when you first see Michael as a kid, it's like got that, that like gritty look. And it feels like it's in the fucking 70s. You know what I mean? Like you got Kiss playing. You know, you hear Tesla music. And it, it really feels like it's 1978. Right. Until about an hour ago, until you told me before we recorded this, mm. I thought it was in the 70s. I will admit that live. I, I really thought this was in the 70s until today. Yeah. I had no clue. Uh, comes, come to find out, I mean, he's got the Kiss shirt on. You know, like, you really feel like it's 1978. But then you realize later in the movie, because it says, boom, it flashes on the screen 15, or is it 15? Yeah, 15 years later, or 16 years later. And then it's like, okay, let's do the math because now they're fucking talking on cell phones and all this other shit, like modern looking clothing and stuff like that. So this is not the eighties. Okay. Um, so if you did the math, it would have to be about what, uh, 1992. Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no goddamn sense to me, but I, I, they never really pointed out like a time frame. The way it was shot. And the way it was portrayed, it felt like the 70s. And it's very confusing. But unless you actually, like, realize, wait a minute, they're they're talking on their phones and all this other shit. This is modern. This is 2007. That don't make no fucking sense. So, there you go. He, he, um, should, he should have changed the soundtrack. He should have put, like, Nine Inch Nails or fucking, you know, Typo Negative or something like that. If you're not going to say what year it is, yeah, they maybe you should have done a better job than, than playing that, especially being that everybody who likes Rob Zombie, we all know he's got a thing for the 70s, which is part of the reason you're like, oh, well, it's probably in the 70s. Mm-hmm. 60s and 70s, like grindhouse films, yeah, makes sense, right? 
But, but no, uh, it's modern. It's 2007, so. The yeah. other thing is, I like the, the cast of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew McDowell was really good. I like the kid. I like, you know, obviously the, the black guy in Sid Hagen, the little trope that follows Rob's on. They were all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Harris was really good. Brad Dourif was really good. Like, even even Laurie was good. Like, this had a, a really good Malcolm cast. Did you say Malcolm McDowell? Yeah, yeah, okay. Malcolm McDowell is uh, Loomis. Yep. It had a really good cast for a for a slasher. You know, they they definitely put a lot of love into the cast, and I, I liked everybody in this. They were really likable, and you know, Brad Dourif it really went above and beyond. He was a really likable character, at least for me. I really liked him. Like he felt probably one of the most genuine cops that I've seen on screen. At least they come to mind. Like he felt like a like a loving father, and even when he reacts to his daughter being attacked, like he really sells that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did an amazing job in this film, in my, in my opinion. I really thought he he did really good, and even Rob Zombie, um, he's one of the very few people, and yeah, it's really hard to say good things about him because his later films are eh, but yeah. uh, he created. One of, if not the only, but one of, the very few characters that you really feel bad for that get killed. Danny Trejo. And, yeah, Danny Danny Trejo. I, I almost, you don't ever, you know, you watch horror movies, you don't give a shit. You want these people to die. You're rooting for the bad guy. True. But the way he played the, the janitor, and when Mike kills him, you're literally in the theater like, oh, come on, Mike. Uh, oh, up, until the, up until the very end when he drops that TV on his skull. He's still trying to have hope that Mikey will stop and then he'll go back to his cell and everything will be peachy keen. I, <laughs> I, I was good to you. And, he, and he's crying. Like, I, I really kind of like, I actually felt something. And, you, you know, you never feel nothing. Like that, I got to give props to that. To make you watch a slasher and you're like, oh, come on. Oh, oh. Yeah. And maybe it's just because we, everybody in the world ever, Likes Danny Trejo, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know, but I always, I always tell people when I discuss this stuff. That's one of the things that I, I just got to give props. You generally care about the victims and then the characters, or especially him. Like that's that was just that deserves props in and of itself. Also, um, speaking of giving props, um, the girl that played Jamie in or, or uh, Laurie in this movie. Um, she got her ass kicked. (laughs) Like, okay, you watch the original Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis gets a slash on her arm, right? And that's it. Okay. Oh, yeah. A very stupid slash. I should have said this earlier. That's one of the dumb marks of that film. Watch that movie, right? Take off the the fanboy little beer goggles. Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee is facing away from him. He's had no trouble killing anybody in this entire freaking movie up to this point, and he slashes behind her and misses and nicks her arm before she falls over the railing on her head and then gets up and walks away with a limp head fine. Yeah. Why did he miss? Just because she's the final girl. I'm telling you, it's not the mess with her. It's not the torture because he's standing behind her. She doesn't see her. And it, just the way he hit, if you look at that scene, mm-hmm. it's really like that that's the only like that's the only negative thing I will say about the original Halloween. That shot, like I get what he was going for, but I wish he would have filmed it a little better. 
because it really looks so silly when you look at it. Like he, the way he misses, it's like right. no, he wouldn't have missed. But go ahead. I just I had to point that out. I couldn't I couldn't let it not be said. But uh, the the Lori at the end of Rob Zombie's Halloween, man, that girl is fucked up. She is beaten, bloody, probably broken some shit. <laughs> she tackled him out a goddamn window, you know, and then shot him in the face, which I thought was a great ending, by the way. Well, that was after the tease ending where Loomis shoots him and she does the line from the original Halloween. He's like, you know, was that the boogeyman? And he's like, yes, as a matter of fact, it was. Right. And then the movie's like, yeah, fuck, now there's more. Oh, and another thing I didn't like about Halloween uh, was uh, when he grabs Loomis by the, the face and starts squeezing the eyes and all that shit. And like and nothing's fine. Yeah, like nothing happened. Like he just knocked him out by pushing on his eyes a little bit. Like, what? Actually, it's really weird. If I remember right, because I, I could remember seeing something about this before. I believe you actually see him on the ground with blood around his eyes. Yeah. But then he pops up later and he's just like, nah, dog, I was kidding. That was my fake blood to throw him off. Yeah, that, I pointed that out, and then, yeah, I remember. Just yeah, it, that uh, was. It I think me. he was meant to be killed, and for whatever reason, they didn't just. They edit that he out. had he had no intention on doing a sequel, and it was very apparent when we get to the get to the sequel of this film. Um, you know, the ending of that was the gun going off, and then just to black. You know, that was really cool. Like that's just like there are there's gonna be no more. She, Wasn't just, she, she was screaming though. I believe she was screaming. She I think shot it, him. She shot him in the head, point blank range, and the blood shot up in her face. And then she screamed, and then it cuts the black. Yeah, then it just cuts. Right. So I thought that was a great ending. I remember seeing it in the theater, and I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> like that yeah, was like he, the shock ending. Like she shoots him in the face. She's flipping out. Blood's on her face. The screen cuts off. I think you hear the sirens in the background, and then that fucking theme starts bumping, and that's what you're left with. Yeah. Not a bad ending at all. It, that It's kind of a good ending because you're just kind of looking like at the people next to you like, the fuck was that? <laughs> Did not expect that one. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I enjoyed it. I, I really did. You know, a lot of people give Rob Zombie shit, but I enjoyed it. The first one. Just. Yeah, the first one I, I liked. Um, I it has a few small problems, yes. I didn't like the long hair thing. That was kind of weird. But uh just some small things. But over that overall it's a it's a very it's fine. Like I really don't understand why this Halloween remake gets the shit it does. Like it's you you might be offended by the white trash thing, but it's really not a big deal because once you skip ahead to the future you, you can't even tell any of that. His operation doesn't it really, matter. Is it really the future, though? I mean, it was like 1993. But you know what I mean. The the future of the movie, like it starts when he's a kid. <laughs> when it, by the time it hops in and he's full grown adult, none yeah. of the that stuff even matters. So I really don't get why people have a problem with the kid stuff. It's really not a problem. Like seriously, if you if you want the exact thing and you're one of those diehards, just watch the original. Don't ever oh. try nothing else. And. uh Big props to Rob Zombie uh, for allowing Danielle Harris to show her tits in this film. She she wanted to do it. He didn't put her up to it. She nominated herself. She wanted it done. Thank and you. And also, I wanted it done. We were in <laughs> our minds were very in sync that day, and I think she knew it. Yeah, but uh, so she lives. Um, she's one of Michael's victims that survived. 
And in that great scene I pointed out earlier with the with the Brad Dourif coming in and finding her. Very, oh yeah, very well. yeah, he sold that really well. Yeah, but he nailed it. So crazy to think, but yeah, he's so good at that. So Jamie's uh, or Jamie, fuck it, Daniel Harris character. What was her name in this one? Uh, D Harris. Good enough. So she survives into the sequel, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. Ah, uh, and we're back to being derailed. Yeah, this is probably the weakest. I honestly, I would rather watch four, five, <laughs> over and over on repeat than watch this movie one time. I have, uh, I have the. Um, you and me know it's called the blade trinity effect where you see a movie and you've seen it maybe 10 times but you can't remember a single thing that happens in the movie you block it out because it's that bad halloween 2 is another blade trinity effect i have many uh, movies that do it i will uh, you know what since this will be the quicker part of this i can point out the good things of halloween 2 it's very easy oh please i'm on pins and needles uh, let me yeah, know this this is this is pretty easy a lot of the kills in this film were really good. They're very, very brutal. There's not enough, and there's it's just not enough anything else to save it. But when it does kill people in this film, you watch it. It is very brutal and nasty, mm-hmm. and that's really cool. Uh, I It's not nearly enough to save this god-awful train wreck of a film. What the fuck the was kills- that white horse shit? Yeah, nothing to do with killing people, but the kills, the kills in this film were really cool. And, uh, I do, I did watch the, listen to the commentary, so I know some of the reasons he, he lost half the film because it went through a metal detector and got erased, he had to refilm it. Mm-hmm. That caused a few issues. Well, that's because he, Zombie didn't like to shoot digitally. He liked the old film use, and when it went through the metal detector, it completely fucked everything. Yep. Um, so that, and there was a few oopses when you see him in, if I re- recall, the guard shack, that was supposed to be a prop, and the reason Mike looks so nasty going through it is the stuntman accepted the challenge, and he's really bashing through a really, a real built fucking little guardhouse thing, it wasn't breakaway like it was supposed to be, they fucked up. Mm-hmm. And they lost, uh, they fucked up on that. They lost the licensing to some of the stupid things in the background, so they had to deal with that. So there was some issues, which is why I will give them a little slack. The kills are really cool, but, uh, the story is the fucking story. And I know, you know, I know several people will come at me and be like, yeah, it's a slasher. There's not supposed to, you don't have to worry about the story. It doesn't need it. But you know, there doesn't have true. to be, it doesn't have to be an Oscar nominated fucking film. It can be, it just has to have a little substance. You know what I mean? Give, I, give me a little bit to sink my teeth into. This, this is beyond like a dumb story, okay? I, I, I enjoy a lot of dumb movies that are still fun. They're still entertaining. I like a lot of slashes. Troll 2! Pretty, pretty much all the Friday the 13th. Up and down, going to Manhattan, Psychic Powers, all of those, they're still pretty fine stories. Mm-hmm. The kills make it really good. They're not great stories, but they're okay. This fucking movie, he was only, he only had to tell the story of Mike Myers, okay? We want to see this guy put on a mask, not look like Rob Zombie with a giant ass beard and crazy hair and shit, <laughs> yeah. not Otis from Devil's Rejects, just Michael Myers, 
Mm-hmm. You go around, you kill a few freaking people, we're having a good time. But this does not do this. He, oh, I, I, I sees shit. He has a weird dream acid vision of his mom. This, no, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it. The only reason that this whole white horse shit was even brought into the movie was because Sherry Moon Zombie, Rob Zombie wanted to put her in. It's his wife. You know, he wanted to give her a little bit of a payday. Be in the movie. We're going to put you in all white next to a fucking white horse. Okay. Yeah. In that. In multiple scenes, I might add. So Mikey is like hallucinating now. Okay. And he looks like a crazy hobo for most of this film for no real reason. Tell me I'm wrong. There's, yeah, you're not wrong. There's honestly no saving this film. I, I want to try to say positive things. Yeah, the kills were, were pretty good. You killed off Danielle Harris. Not cool. Yeah, that's actually not cool. And you killed her off in a dumb way, too. Like, it, it was, I don't know. It could have been a lot better. Just kind of, it was kind of a, it was kind of a repeat of what he did in the first one. Just he actually finished the job this time. Is it weird that I wish he would have killed off Laurie, who really sucks in this film, and Daniel Harris's yeah, character? Yeah, yeah. Fucking Laurie is like the super like like pill popper, or she a pothead, or something like that. Like just she's an she goes from being this very very much like an updated Laurie Strode from the original Halloween in mm-hmm. part one, and in part two she's just a real like downer, like the real depressed, angry teen. And though I, I do see some of the reasoning of making her that way, it was just a poor decision because she's really not likable in this film at all. Like in the first one, she's she's very good, she's very likable. But I was, well, that was before. Well, I mean, that was before her mom and dad and everybody she liked was pretty much killed or traumatized by Michael Myers. Which, which I do, you know, I, I can understand, but they had to be a better. Like she is so shit in this film. Like the whole time, you, I don't. I don't care about her at all. Like, I really, they could have killed her off and made Daniel Harris the new lead, and I'd have been way happier. Mm, I'd have expected many sequels out of that. Oh, then you would have maybe wanted a sequel. They would have made her the new lead and maybe dropped the whole horse and mom thing mm-hmm. and the hobo thing. Maybe you could have saved this film. I don't know why he went in such a dumbass direction for this film. Mm. So, so it's nine years later since Halloween 2, okay? Uh, so now we're in 2018, and now there's a new Halloween film that was released Friday as of this recording. Uh, I have not yet to make the see it yet, so maybe you can enlighten the people. Uh, should we give a spoiler warning? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and keep this as simple as I can to not give too much away, but there is a mild spoiler in case okay. I get carried away. That okay. way, warning now. So, um, this film takes place after part one. There's no two, there's no none of that. Yeah, it erases all, all that. continuity. So, there's two, nothing two, three, four, one. you know, five, curse, H2O, resurrection, thank God. They're all gone. Um, which is a good decision. You know, those were a mess, and I, I understand that fully. In Slash this comedy. version, yeah. In this version, Lori Strode is now a she's traumatized, but whereas in H two O, she was the more frail, mentally one. This one, she's kind of 
more anger than depression. So mm-hmm. she's been kind of like teaching her kids survival, how to use her gun, teaching her, I'm sorry, her, her kid and her grandkid and things like that. Her family kind of resent her because she's a little crazy. Um, but she's kind of like the angrier side, which I thought was cool. You know, I, I thought it was cool to show a different side of the, the trauma. Like they want a different route, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. But again, trying to be original. This film as a whole is basically the, the Star Wars thing. So if you've seen A New Hope and you've seen Force Awakens where they basically retold that story mm-hmm. but didn't, that's this. Uh, Mike escapes from the Mental Institute. He kills a few people, actually kills the people on his way to Haddonfield, messes with people, goes after Laurie. So the story is very basic. It's very similar to the first one, So which is good. Basically, what, one, four? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you know, it's two O, like, like, okay, cool. It 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 follows that. Um, this film, it's divided people. I know that I know a lot of people that really like it. I have friends that really really like the movie. I have friends that think it's okay. I think it's a really solid seven. It's a really good slasher. It is a better Halloween movie than most of the ones in the franchise. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfect film. Um, I'm sorry, it's good, but for me personally, I it didn't blow me away uh some of the kills are really good um uh, there's too many that i feel are off screen um, even more I, than h2o about as many it's you H- know h2o kind of had like one legit kill this one it probably has a bigger body count but a lot of the best parts from the trailer are the best parts of the film and unfortunately for me, and this is just my opinion, you know, I'd suggest if you're a Halloween fan, go see it. You'll probably like it. I feel a lot of the scenes from the trailer, when you see them in the context of the film, feels like the film takes itself on hold to deliver a cool line for the trailer. Like if you recall when she says, I've prayed my whole life that Mike would escape so I could kill him, which would be a cool line. Mm-hmm. But the, the the way they... They go about that scene as a guy's a guy is telling her that did you know that back in you know seventy whenever the first Halloween took place he's like I was one of the first responders on the scene for for little Mikey Myers and then she's like oh yeah well did you know that every night I prayed that he would escape and kind of takes you out of the movie because you're kind of like why the fuck would she follow up that with that you wouldn't why would she say that there mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense um, I heard a lot of the uh... The uh, the comedy, the comedic humor didn't work. Like it didn't yeah. it didn't fit into the into the scene that it was in. Yeah, the comedy is a little off. Um, it, it I wouldn't say it hurts the film, but it really doesn't do anything. Really, you just maybe not like, hurt ah. it, but maybe throws it off a little bit. Like maybe yeah. maybe you should have just cut that. You know, a little bit. Um, her this family's just, trying. These are just the Sorry. things I've heard. I, I've yet to see the film, so spoil yeah, away for me. I'm going to watch it regardless. It's like when people uh, spoil like hockey scores for me. I'm still going to watch the fucking game, but you know now I know what happens. So go on. Um, so uh, the family in this film, Lori has a, a daughter and a granddaughter, um, not named Jamie that I remember anyway. I, I saw this that I saw this film at eleven at night after two other disappointing films. So I'm a little hazy on a few of the details. It's been a minute, but. Um, I don't remember all the names. I, I suck at names. <laughs> but uh, I didn't like the fact that they were a little mean to Laurie. Now, mind you, in their case, for the past 
40 years they've been dealing with her ass. And they're kind of like, dude, he's not escaping. It's all shit. Just, you know, stop being crazy. And she's like, no, he's evil. It's coming. Be ready. So they kind of got that thing. They don't mention her husband. He's not in the film. He's dead, apparently. I'm fairly sure it was the guy that is Jigsaw because her house is souped up. Like, when she means she's prepared <laughs> for like. Yeah, like, uh, what's his name? John Kramer, I believe, is Jigsaw's real yeah, name. Yeah. I like to believe that was the husband because her house is literally souped up. Like, she's got, like, contraptions and shit. Maybe the like daddy's door- Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, possibly. That's a, that's also an option. Or maybe she, um, or maybe she hooked up with the guy from uh, the collector. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's options. Yeah. Um, but she's got all these like nothing crazy, but she's got all these like trap doors to kind of like trap Michael in the house. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of it was. You know, she's obviously been preparing for forty years. She goes on a spiel about guns and stopping power and all this because she's like a a survival kind of chick. I got, I got a, I got a question though. How did, uh, how did he find her? Oh, he, he just escapes and somehow knows where she lives. Fucking horror. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. I should point this out because I may have missed a detail somewhere, but to my knowledge, he basically at the end of Halloween gets shot. Falls out a window to the grass. They go to check the body. He's gone. Loomis does the no thing. Uh-huh. Where'd he go? Well, in this film, as far as I can tell, he walked to the men's institution and took himself in because he's been there for 40 years and it's never mentioned how they caught him. Now, I've been told by certain people that I should overlook this and it's a minor detail, but I can't overlook that. To me, that's just lazy. So that, oh, This movie has all this hype. But no explanation of how they called him again. You know, you know how he found Laurie Strode in H two O. You know, he went through that nurse's files and you know figured out you know who what her name was and who where she was and all that. Yeah, made sense, right? Yeah, this he just knows where she is. Well, I mean, when he broke out the first time, he automatically knew how to drive. I'm assuming he just used Google. Google no, Maps. no, they said he watched TV or something, didn't they? That- in one of the previous yeah. films, or like he he learned to uh, well, drive cars. Yeah, by well, he TV. saw one of the nurses with a cell phone and learned how to use Google. He googled her. Oh, I really hope you're being serious. I, I they never says he just he's in the mental institution when the film starts. He gets out. He deals with the people making the little documentary that were trying to deal with him, and then goes home and goes on a killing spree. And they never go into how he got caught again. And everybody in this day and age, when it comes to all the movies that I really like, they pick it apart and they'll pick up these plots. I've yet to see anybody on any YouTube channel, podcast. To me, to, as far as I know, nobody's ever mentioned this. I'll, uh, how to catch him? I'll I'll have to message someone because <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, if I miss something, comment me. I'm on Twitter, as you know. Let me know. But uh, as far as I know, he just turned himself in, I guess, because they say that he's been in prison for 40 years. So that means the big shock ending of Halloween 1 where he got away he just was just – Yeah, he just walked to the nut back to the mental institution or like a – it was just because the camera didn't turn slightly left. Like Loomis was like, no, no. And he's like, dude, 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 chill. We got him. He, he went around the front of the building. Mm-hmm. SWAT got him. Not a problem. 
You know, super easy, barely an inconvenience. Don't worry about it. Locked up. Um, so that, I don't know why. That just kind of bugs me that everybody puts so much love and hype into this film. And for the most part, it's a really good film. It mirrors the original. A lot of, you know, that's fine. But I just hate that that big detail. Like, you went through all this trouble to, to stay true to the original. You get John Carpenter to help with the score. And you're working with the guy that created all of this. And you do it all this, but... Yeah, well, he's nobody... also the guy that did part two. So, there you go. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it just bugged me that nobody could be bothered to put in a decent answer as to why he was called again or how he was called again or, you know, something. Oh man, you gotta sell, you gotta sell unrated director's cuts and crazy shit like that. So just, just give it a second. They'll go into it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I posted a review online, what I thought of this. I, I thought it was a really solid seven. I will purchase this film cause I'd like to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely better than two, three, four, five, six and the second remake i liked it as just as good as the first remake just as good as h2o the mask um, the, the mask kind of looked like a blend of rob zombie's halloween mask and the original mask i thought that was it had a good look to it i kind of like that yes yes uh the mask thank god has a good look to it again uh, we don't have hobo mike and we don't have uh spirit halloween mike from four five and six mm-hmm. We got a pretty solid mask again. And it's also the original guy that played Michael Myers in the costume again, so. For the most part. Right. I can't prove it, but as the man is 60 or 70, I'm fairly sure a stunt guy probably stepped in the time here and there. Mm, most likely. But for some, I remember, it might have been some of the scenes that he was in it. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure he did most of it. I mean, you know, everybody knows if you've seen a, a Halloween movie. It isn't like Jason. Mike's usually quick. Uh, you know, it's more of a quick death or he's in the shadows or walking. He's not doing anything that a man in the 60s, you know, couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, at least, you know, obviously not the, the super strength and the kills and all that stuff, but normally I'm, I'm sure he's mostly him. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else you want to say on this one? You want to speak good or, po- or positive or negative on it? Uh, you know, when it comes to the 2018 one, uh, and I was, I've been talking to a couple people, it's a solid seven for me. Mm-hmm. If you like Halloween, if you're a diehard Halloween fan, go see it. If you're a slasher fan, go see it. There's not many really good slashers to go to the theater. This is probably the best one in a while. If you just want a good Halloween movie, a good horror movie, and you're not a diehard you know, wait till the film's on one of the budget Tuesday kind of thing. See it for half price or pick up the Blu-ray. I honestly didn't feel this was a must-see in the theater. But, you know, if you enjoy the movies, you're going to have a good time. It's but, not a bad movie by any means. But, I found it. But you also have to remember that it's that time of year because this is, you know, October. So, you know, horror movies kind of fits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like every day, I'll, I, I try every day to at least watch one horror film, if not two. Um, you and me both. Because there's so many that are great. Like today, I watched Fright Night. Yesterday, I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, I, every day. I they did Puppet Master too. I watched uh, Monster Squad. You know, I, I try to fit one in every day. And uh, I, I think it's a that lot time of, of year, man. I think too. that's what helps. You know, you release yeah. a movie in October, like the Saw movies. They always release them in October because it's that time of year. And I think that's what helped make them so successful. 
If they would have released that shit in fucking December, you think it would have had the same effect? Yeah, it would have done fine, but, you know, everybody's in ha-ha or ho-ho-ho, you know, cheerio mode because it's Christmas time. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have done so well. No. Oh, I mean, that, like I said, it's it's a good movie, and, you know, it's just like you said, as, as it is Halloween time, mm-hmm. if you want to go see a good slasher, you're going to have a good time, you know? It's not bad by any means. Just for me, I wasn't blown away, but it's Halloween. You want a good slasher? Feel free to treat yourself. You're not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna go home bad. And it's like the only horror movie out right now. So there you go. Well, I mean, there's there's a few others, but trust me, as I've seen them, oh, I've seen the nun. Yeah, it's I was okay. Say, please don't say the nun. Oh, I've seen Hellfest, which is almost okay. I'll go into that in a in a different a different show, different episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as slasher goes and as horror goes, this is probably the best one of the year okay. of what we got. Well, I don't know if the year I kind of forgot about Quiet Place and Hereditary, but it is the best slasher you're going to get all year. Easy. Fair enough. So we're going to wrap up this episode, but before we do, I want to know what is your favorite Halloween kill? <sighs> Ooh. Um, oh man. Yeah, you know, I've never actually thought of that. Okay. So, <laughs> um, what, uh, why don't you tell me yours? I, I will process this. Uh, mine would be from the original, uh, when he kills the boyfriend, the, uh, you know, the two kids that were having sex, you know, and he goes to get the beer and all that, and he stabs them up against the wall. And then my favorite part of it, not that he killed him, you know, like that, hold him up against the wall and then leaves him there, but when he, like, tilts his head to the side and looks at his work, like, damn, that's a masterpiece. That's my, that's my that's my favorite kill in all, in all the Halloween. When he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm pretty damn good. Yeah, got yeah. him. Yeah, it's, it, it's like a slow like neck turn. It's just something methodical about it. I, I just thought it added to the character, kind of like you know how Boba Fett didn't have a lot of lines, but you know his body language spoke enough for him. Kind of made yeah, him a he... badass, you know. But kind of the same thing. So that kill would be my favorite kill. So go ahead, man. Uh, believe it or God, not, tell me it's from Resurrection. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I like uh, Resurrection. Tell me, when tell the me, movie tell me. The franchise no. that was brutal. <laughs> tell me it's Resurrection when he cuts the girl's head off with a uh, kitchen knife, and then it rolls down the step, and it's got the uh, the webcam still recording. <laughs> I wish I could. I think. I you know I have to think. I it it might even be the new one. Really. Okay. Um. The new one had some really great kills. Uh, there's a certain character, because I, you know, this is fairly new, and is, you know, I'm gonna try not to spoil, but a certain character gets stomped to death in a car, he just gets stepped on and smashed in. It's pretty freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy really gets it. Um, man, there, there's some good ones. Uh, for me, it's probably that scene, because I really like it. It's really brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely that one or a few of the others from the new film that are really good because they're really brutal and really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like those. Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's probably the stomp. Just uh, go see the new one. It, it, awesome. That guy gets it. <laughs> he gets. He's in this car. He takes Mike's mask, and he gets dealt with. And just keep that in mind. You will see my favorite kill. I love it. All right. Well, I haven't seen it. I hope to one day. Uh, hopefully soon. Uh, and by soon, he means when I acquire the voodoo in three months. Correct. True story. 
I wait, <laughs> I wait for you to get the voodoos. That's how I see a majority of my newer films. Um, <laughs> so I think that's going to wrap up the, uh, the legacy of Halloween episode. Um, so if you want to get in contact with me and Sean, we are on Twitter at 8BitRay. He is at Born2083. Uh, Instagram, all that fun shit. You can contact us. Just use your little Google machines. Type in Gorilla Brain. We pop up. I promise. Sean, anything you want to add to this before we wrap it up? Uh, it's been a very magical ride. Uh, I've recently taken the Legacy Tour, skipping, of course, three and three, resurrection. four, and five. And resurrection, and oh, I, I, you know what, I, I love the character of Michael Myers, and I think we all do, and that's what we come here for. Mm-hmm. But his movies, man, I, I'm really hoping this 2018 Halloween. I hope it gives us sequels, and I'm fairly sure they're in the works. And I hope we finally get more good, like truly good Halloween films. Mm-hmm. I hope that is the continuing legacy. Right. And uh, before we wrap it all up, please like, share, and subscribe. It's very important that we get the word of the good GB out there to the world. We're trying to build them numbers and go into bigger and better things. So if you could, tell your cousin, tell your grandma. Your grandma will fucking love us. Tell anybody. Warn your friends. Warn everyone. There you go. So I'm Ray. This is Sean. And that's it for this week. We'll catch you down the line. Trick or treat, motherfucker.